Okay, good morning and welcome back to the show here on uh, KOA News Radio. It is 907. How's everybody doing? Rick Lewis, Kathy Lee, Millennial Grant. Dave is off. Dave's not here. <laughs> good timing. Good timing there, Grant. Getting better. He's probably not missing us or the snow. Uh, you know what? <laughs> he picked a good week or two to take off with the weather uh, around the country, not just here in Denver. In, in Texas, still millions of people down there still suffering because of the power outage. Sounds like I have two friends in Texas, one in Houston, one in Austin. Both have finally got their power back, but one has not gotten their water back yet. So Man. she says she's putting snow in the toilet to use the bathroom because she has three boys. What a great idea. So she said she put snow in the toilet. They're charging their phones in the car and heating up food on a foil on the grill. That's very creative with the toilet thing when your power's out. If you have snow on the ground, of course, you'd yeah. have to live in a, in a snowy climate. Putting snow in the toilet for water. So great that, idea. That's what she says they're doing. Interesting. But she said their power came back on this morning. Both of them got their power back on this morning. All right. Well, good. I, ho- I hope that's starting to happen down there. Me too. What a, I mean, how, what a horrible thing when you don't have any resources to deal with it. For you days. Know? Yeah. Uh, you get so used. I mean, we're obviously used to having all these conveniences when you don't have them. You don't realize how much you take them for granted. Yeah. She said that she can't even get out of her driveway because it's all pure ice. Yeah. Because she lives up on a hill, kind of. Oh, yeah. And she's a, like, a plus in Texas, they wouldn't ever think that would happen. No. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. I go, are you sledding down your driveway? She goes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and here we got uh, more snow than was predicted. They said one to three. I've got probably six or yeah, seven was, at my house. I was surprised when I woke up this morning. Extra it, work cleaning off the car. Yeah, and a foot of snow in some places. So... Your commute was a little sketchy earlier. Uh, I'm sure it's gotten better since then. The plows have been out, and but you may still have to be a little careful driving around. We're getting uh, some periods of sunshine here, too, kind of burning through this fog that also came in that will help melt the snow here uh, in Denver and up and down the Front Range. Did you get a chance to see... I mean, you guys were doing your show. I don't know if you were walking around and looked out the third floor window. I did the see fog that. fog rolling in over the mountains. Yes. How cool looking was that? Yeah. Couldn't even see halfway across our parking lot here. It was that thick. Crazy. Uh, so uh, we're getting some carryover text here on the show about a topic we had on our Fox Morning Show. And we, we, we'll probably get into that here today on this show, too, because it was it was such a big success. Not only phone calls, texts, tweets, uh, and the question was your favorite radio personalities of all time, local and national, and obviously a lot of great choices here in uh, Denver and even just here in this building, and then um, national guys as well. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show, and um, I wanted to... Uh, to talk about this to start the show about Vincent Jackson. This broke as well. Vincent Jackson, the former NFL star, grew up in Colorado Springs, played college ball up in Greeley. Uh, they did his autopsy. And just in case you don't know the story, they found him dead in a hotel room in Tampa, Florida on Monday. 
Uh, his family reported him missing. Uh, the police found him in the hotel. He was fine on like Friday and then found him dead on Monday. And so they did an autopsy, and this is from uh, TMZ. Uh, they got the autopsy report. Unfortunately, he suffered from chronic alcoholism, is what they're saying. And the uh, sheriff down there said they're still waiting on the toxicology report to come back before they can issue an official cause of death. So uh, apparently nothing obvious so they're waiting for the toxicology to see exactly what caused him to die. Uh, the sheriff noted that Vincent Jackson had a long-standing health conditions that contributed to his passing because of alcohol abuse. He was only 38. They did point out that he had made a lot of money. Uh, he made more than $70 million in his NFL career, apparently, was a uh, a successful businessman as well. So this wasn't a money situation with him that threw him into what looks to be some sort of tailspin. Uh, The sheriff has a theory as to why he was at the hotel alone, and he said this is true speculation, but what the family is telling the sheriff is that he suffered from CTE as well. Mm, that's uh, too bad. They believe he had a lot of concussion problems, and when you suffer from concussion problems and you have CTE, uh, you can become a different person. And you throw in the, the alcohol issues as yep. well. Maybe, see, maybe self-medicating. Right. Did you see Ryan Leaf's comments on this? No. What did he say? Oh, yeah, he, was, like, he went off. Really passionate speech. He said, I don't know what the F to do anymore. My NFL brothers continue to die, and nobody's doing a damn thing about it. I just talked to another brother, and he spent the weekend in the psych ward. The NFL just doesn't effing care. They don't care. Mm. And, you know, obviously his story is well chronicled, but. Yep, yep. We got a chance to. Players uh, are dropping. We met him at the Super Bowl one year and interviewed him, and this was after he cleaned his life up. We. we really liked him. We were impressed with Ryan Leaf. Then he had a relapse recently. And, you know, he's right about these former players, guys that played in the National Football League, man, that they take a beating. Their bodies take a beating and their brains take a beating. And the CTE thing is relatively new. And unfortunately, you don't know you have it until you die. They have to do an autopsy to determine if you had CTE, they're working on tests to try to determine that when someone is alive. And hopefully they can they can figure that out because these guys, uh, there's been so many of them uh. that end up dying young and in some cases committing suicide and having all kinds of issues. And it sounds like that probably was the case with Vincent Jackson. And as I mentioned the other day, uh, a friend of mine who played in the NFL uh, said this is sadly how it is with a lot of his former teammates and guys that played in the NFL. They end up with a lot of health problems at a very young age, and then CTE can creep up on you, and that, that just never ends well. So 
we should know here real soon because they did do the autopsy and they thought it would be released later today. So we'll let you know on that. But I wanted to pass that along with the uh, the ties and the connections that uh, Vincent Jackson has here in Colorado. Very, very sad story. It's very sad. And kind of what we suspected. Yeah, I mean, like, you figured that when they when they first came out, so there was no foul play. Yeah, and, and it seems like it, there was no obvious cause of death. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll know here and soon. Check, checking yourself into a hotel room, you like kind of where your family doesn't know where you are. You know, mm-hmm. there's you kind of wonder if those are signs. You know, absolutely. Yeah, it, it sounds like the family just couldn't take anymore. Or he couldn't take anymore uh, and left. Maybe he couldn't because they, they put out a missing persons on him. Mm, that's Remember? right. So that's that's right. So yeah, he so. probably left and they they were worried about him. Yeah. And then they did a wellness check. They found him. The cops talked to him like a day or two before and they said he was fine. Yeah. Strange story. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you missed it earlier, we have your chance to win $1,000. Text the nationwide keyword HOPE to 200-200. You're going to get a confirmation text and info standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest keep listening for money on the hour on koa news radio um texter from the 719 i'm 42 years old about to hit seven years of sobriety but at 35 i was near death due to the damage i've done to my liver my kidneys my bladder and I'm I'm glad you were able to clean up, yeah. Texter and do do all those congratulations things, on seven years. Do all those things regenerate? I know your liver liver does. can. Yeah, your liver can regenerate. I'm not sure about the rest of them, but we have all known people like this, and and people in our families that have dealt with these types of things, drug abuse and alcoholism and mm-hmm. depression and. Suicide, and it's a major problem in the country, not just with NFL players. Uh, 303-994, honest to God, you guys saved my sanity last year. I desperately needed to hear a calm, friendly voice of common sense. So my favorite radio personalities, Dave, Rick, and Kathy. How cool is that? Well, that's cool. Thank you. And you know what? During the pandemic, I could feel that. I could feel it. I remember when everything first shut down back in March, and I was on vacation in Arizona with my family. And I was thinking, should I stay here with the family? You know, because if everything shuts down and my family has problems, I won't be able to help. Yeah. And so I was considering staying there, and talked to some of our, our management here in the building, and they were very, very supportive. And they, they said, you do whatever you have to do. You know, you have to take care of the family. But then I was also thinking that I really need to get back on the radio. The fact that I've been on the radio in this market for 30 years, and Kathy, you too, mm-hmm. and Dave, I felt like, man, I got to get back on the radio to – just give people some sense of normalcy. So when they wake up in the morning, they turn on that radio. There's a voice that that they're familiar with, that they've listened to for a long time, 
And so that's when I also made the intention to try to present a positive attitude, positive news, which wasn't hard to find or, or was hard to find during the pandemic. And I would, I would actively search for anything positive I could find, you know, regarding the virus. And it wasn't easy to do. And at times I got criticized for it, like I was too optimistic. But I, I just sensed that people really needed it. And they needed to hear anything good just to hang on and get through the day. Well, the normalcy, right? They needed to hear your voice to know that everything was normal in the world because they've, they've... That's what they're they, used yeah, to, right? they're used to hearing us in the mornings and us here and... And everything was thrown upside down when the pandemic hit. Absolutely. And then nothing sure. was normal. So that outlet of, you know, three hours or six hours a day, if you listen to both shows, is the escape from the unknown. And you're spreading the positivity, you know, the super spreaders of positivity... It makes an impact, and you carry it with you throughout your day. Yeah, so Texter uh, and listener, thank you for that, and that was the intention. And I'm, I'm glad at least somebody benefited from that. I totally get it. And that's the power of radio. Radio is a very powerful personal medium. It really is. We come into your homes. We come into your cars. We're in your bathroom when you're getting ready in the morning. And I can see you. And, and we can't see through the radio, the radio by the way. We know what you're wearing. Don't give it away. You know, just, 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 yeah. Why do you have to give away our secret, Kathy? Yeah, so we know. And, and, you know, that's the great thing about radio. I love it. I love radio because it's so personal and the connection that you can make with people, especially over, uh, you know, uh, a number of years or decades. You make a very, very strong connection. And so we feel like we're a family. We feel like, you know, we love you. You love us. Obviously, there's people that don't love you. You know, when you're in this business, you have to have a thick skin. The bigger you get in the business, the more people want to see you fail. Uh, And then, you know, so you've got your detractors, you've got your haters, all of that. We get that. But the, the bigger you get in the business, it seems like you get to a point where, there's people that want to take you out. There are people that want to take you down for whatever. And sometimes it's just because some, you know, people like to watch big people fall. And you see that happen all the time in media, mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was a guy that was very polarizing, very polarizing. And he was on this radio station for 25 years. And millions of people loved him or loved him. Now that he's passed, and millions of people hated him at the same time. You know, so we know. You know, we know that he was that guy. And there's others in the media, same thing. And once we get around to talking about your favorite radio personalities of all time, uh, we'll probably get into some of this. But uh, that it's just radio is a very special medium. And I've done it all in this business. I've done TV, I've done movies, I've done radio, I've done national radio, local radio, and I never liked the other mediums as much as radio. Because radio, there's way more freedom, and it's way more personal than TV in particular. Acting, you know, I dabbled in that, and I, I never really enjoyed it. it. It just was too tedious for me. 
it literally, you would shoot the same scene all day long. All day. You get one minute of usable film every day when you're, when you're shooting a feature film. And so you might do the same scene 25, 35, 50 times. Over and over. And sometimes it'll carry over to the next day. You know, it, it's the end of the day. They'll cut, and you'll start that same scene over again the next day because they do different camera camera angles and all that and close-ups and all that. And so, to me, it wasn't all that fun. But this, this is really impacting. Yeah. And and I'm I feel very blessed to be able to do this. And I and I, I really appreciate that some people get it. So thank you for all of that. So. Uh, We'll get into a whole bunch of stuff here on the show. We do have a uh, guest coming up here in just a little bit. A doctor who's got a a book out called Biohack Your Brain. uh, Works with various uh, NFL players. We'll talk about your brain and brain health, which is pretty timely today. Yeah, and how to boost cognitive health, performance, and power is what she, you know, like in a kind of, you need that. Yeah, we all need that. We all need that. So let me get a break here, and uh, we'll come back with more. Glad you're with us. Rick Lewis, Kathy Lee, Millennial Grant, and this is KOA News Radio. The voice of Dennis DeYoung of Styx. It's his birthday today. He was the the founder of that band and their lead singer and primary songwriter. And then, so how does it get kicked out? I think they booted him out. I I, I think it was that Mr. Roboto thing. <laughs> <laughs> when Mr. Roboto came out, it was like a it, it was it didn't even sound like them. Yeah, but it was popular. That song was pretty big, I guess. But it was big. That's it, kind of what I remember about Six is Mr. Robot. I went to number three. He wanted to go a different direction with the band. He he, he made it way more theatrical, right? And Mr. Roboto was a theatrical presentation, and the rest of the band didn't like it, and somehow they got rid of him. Looking to see what... And Tommy Shaw came in, and Tommy Shaw kind of took over. Was Tommy Shaw not with them when he... I'm not sure the timing of that. Let me look. Good question. But yeah... It's his birthday today, anyway, and he still tours solo and had a couple of hits solo as well after all of that. So they re- looks like they reunited a couple times at Sticks. 95, 96, 97. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Like, maybe they just had musical differences. And he sued his band, by the way. <laughs> he did? Yeah. Probably, probably because they got the name. And he yeah, didn't. He should. He, did. he should be able to tour Dennis DeYoung and Sticks. Yeah. To me, in my in my mind, but. Does the suit was settled in 2001 with the group being allowed to keep the name Sticks and DeYoung able to use the name in a descriptive phrase such as the music of Sticks or formerly of Sticks, so they both can use it. So, you know, it sounds like they can both use it now, Rick. All right, interesting. Well, happy birthday, Dennis. We've had him on the show many times. Yeah, and he's good friends with our buddy Brad White. 
Is he really? They're his, I didn't. Oh, both De- from Chicago. Yeah, That's right. Dennis's son. They're like BFFs. Yep. And the number one song on this date, 1967, the Buckinghams, kind of a drag. Since you mentioned Chicago, I just that just kind of popped up in my head. Buckingham's a Chicago band and produced by Jimmy Gersio. That was Jimmy Gersio's first big band. It was a horn band. And then Jimmy went on to produce Chicago right after the Buckinghams. The Buckinghams were pretty big in the 60s. We were talking about uh, the, the sad story of Vincent Jackson and, um, and the struggles of former NFL players players once they're done with their career and we're going to bring on Matt McChesney. Matt as you know played for the Denver Broncos. He was in the league for six years and um, Broncos Dolphins, Jets I believe and he uh, he's had his own struggles uh, post football and he knows what it's like. We wanted to get him on. Matt, hey thanks for coming on Matt. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Master. And Coach Logan, how are you this morning? Oh, Dave is out of town. Yeah, man. Dave's not okay. here today. Hi, Kathy. Hi, yeah. Kathy's going? here. Yeah. Hello, hello, Coach Kathy. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. I'm the love coach. <laughs> yeah, the love coach. Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 the best part. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the Vincent Jackson thing is heartbreaking. Um, I talked about it this morning. I was down at KBPI with Benny uh, all morning, and we spoke about it down there too. And the the mindset that we carry around is the is the really the root of the problem. When you're playing football from like 16, 17 years old, when you start getting recruited, if you're serious, to when you were I retired at 30 and Vincent retired at like 33, 34, that same mindset of do anything to play, do anything to go to work, do anything to go, do what you got to do every day, do anything, even if it's take a handful of pills, take a needle, you know, never admit that you need help, never, you know, ask for help. That mindset is what kills everyone. And I'm, I'm blessed to have an amazing wife that, that has helped me through this process, but, you know, amazing friends too, like you, Rick, and, and a lot of other people that have helped me through some really dark days. I, I had five level back fusion surgery in 2015 and nine screws put in my lower back and three plates and, it was terrible, and they, they feed you prescription drugs and tell you if you get off of them, you're going to get sick, and some people do. I didn't, but some people do. And until I started believing in myself again and getting truly back to the football mentality of I can do anything if I put my mind to it instead of I need help to do it, uh, nothing changed. So the the thing that kills me the most about Vincent Jackson is – He'd been living in a hotel since January 11th and right down the street from his home. And that means that whatever he did, whatever he did at 38 years old, he was ostracized and told to leave. And when he left, it sent him down an even darker path. And this is kind of my deal with how, you know, substance abuse and addiction and things are treated in this country. Everybody's got something. And, any pharmaceutical that you're on, you're dependent on. And uh, a clear mind is a beautiful thing. And I just wish that he would have been embraced and, like, told it's okay, bro, we can help you. 
because he didn't deserve to die alone in a hotel room at 38 years old from liver failure, from chronic alcoholism. I mean, that's covering up pain, bro. Trauma, mental, physical, everything. And uh, not not trying to bring the, the mood down or anything, but <clears throat> it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to admit you have a problem. And it's okay to get healthy. And you don't have to live in the past. The past is a, is a canceled check, everyone. You can't do anything about it but learn. So I'm, I'm on a mission to make sure that I don't bury any more friends and my boys don't bury me. So if that means one person out there on this show, one person down south on KBV, I heard it this morning, if one person puts down whatever they're using to cover up that pain and just accepts it and moves forward and, and confronts it, then it's worth it. Man, that's, that's a powerful message, Matt. And, and I know you've gone through your struggles with that as well. You, you've just became public talking about that recently. Yep. And I didn't know that about you. Matt, I don't know if you mind me telling people this, but you called Please, me. That's a, why we're doing it. A couple weeks ago, you called me and uh, you said, hey, listen, we need to talk. If you could be quiet for five minutes, just let me talk. And what you did was apologize to me. And you said, I'm a, I, I want to apologize if I ever hurt you in any way, disappointed you in any way, let you down. And you told me that you were addicted to pain pills for, yep. I think, six years. Six years. And yep. cleaned up. And then the, after the five-level back fusion, I had never taken an Oxycontin in my life. And then they gave me 80-milligram Oxycontin. And every time I would go to the doctor, they would, they would say to me, like, look, if you just stop cold turkey, you're going to go through withdrawal and be sick and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, my secret's going to be out. What's going to happen? And then one day I just decided to be like, okay, well, if it happens, it happens because I can't do this shit anymore or this stuff anymore. Excuse me. I can't do this stuff anymore. And it's, it's driving me down a path that I can't recover from if I don't get a hold on it. And uh, I just decided to quit. And nothing happened. So you, you quit cold pounds. turkey? I quit cold turkey. All right. That's, that's unbelievable because it's really hard from what I hear that's, to quit. That's what I hear too. But I also think that that is a narrative. Every time you walk into the pain pill place that's a legal drug dealer, every time you walk in there, they run your insurance. They're trying to keep people on the hamster wheel, man. It's a business. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, that's how I look at it because – no one ever said to me, like, okay, try. Try and just see what happens. And when I when I decided to believe in myself and be, and try, nothing happened. I have way more energy. I'm chasing around birds with Rick with a gun. That was awesome, by the way. A couple of weeks ago, we went bird hunting. <laughs> yes, it was. God, it was awesome. I've lost 65 pounds. I'm almost to 300 pounds again, like playing weight. And my energy levels through the roof. I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better friend. And the fact that, look, I didn't just call Rick. I called 20 different people and said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And every one of them was like, thanks, bro. I'm glad you're back. And that's the point. If I had to go through hell to get to where I'm at now and I can help somebody overcome this, just like Kyle Turley helped me. Like, you know, and he's he's been through hell and back as well. And there's so many guys out there that are in the same situation right now, and they think that they can't ask for help or they're too embarrassed. It's all good, bro. We get, there's reasons for things happening. 
and there's excuses. And I had both. And until you confront those, you're never going to be free from your demon, whatever it is, whether it's alcohol or pills or drugs or women or whatever, whatever it is, you can overcome it. You don't have to stay in the stigma. Well, I'm proud of you, Matt, as you know, and, and we did get a chance to hang out a couple of weeks ago, and I hadn't seen you in a while. And uh, this is this is the uh, the new Matt is the old Matt uh, before all of this. And um and you just seem like you're just doing so much better, much lighter. You know, there was a lot of darkness around you and a lot of bad energy around you a lot. And when you're hooked on pain meds, uh, that'll do it. And same thing with alcohol and, mm-hmm. and, and any drug, other drug. Yeah. And well, I'm glad well, you were able to clean it up. Me too, brother. And, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support and my unbelievable wife, Michelle, for everything she's you know, had to deal with and staying by my side and and just my friends and family and the Dungeon family and everybody down at Six Zero. And look, man, if you're in your car or your office and you're judging this, you're probably on something. So just re- remember that. Hey, Matt, let me ask you uh, about CTE, which yes, sir. seems like this is something we didn't even know about, you know, not that long ago. And it, it does seem to be a, a major problem with athletes that play contact sports in, in uh-huh. particular football. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of your football brothers, older ones, mostly Vincent Jackson may have been one at just 38 suffering uh-huh. from the CTE issue. What, what, what are the guys saying about this? Are, are, are the guys really worried about this? There's no way you can really know if you have it. And look, I equate it to, and I was really, really young when this was going on. But I, I remember my parents talking about it. I equate it to the beginning of the the AIDS epidemic when nobody knew what was going on and everybody's scared. And that's the way football players are. They Look, the NFL is set up to get rid of you when you get hurt, whether it's head trauma, your neck, your back, your knee, your head, whatever. If you get hurt, they can injury wave you. And until that changes, until you can truly walk into the locker room and go to the trainer and say, yo, I don't feel right, and not lose your job, this is never going to change, ever. And it's not going to change anytime soon because it's driven by its entertainment. So this is, this is what I have to say about it. The concussion protocols are much better, yes. But Patrick Mahomes got knocked silly in the AFC title game, and he played in the Super Bowl. So you can't convince me that it's it's actually set up to suit the player. If the player doesn't play, he doesn't get paid. So that, in, in turn, look, everybody's hurt. Every Everybody that's playing doesn't think about this. And I talked about this with Kyle Turley on my podcast, on the Chesney and Chain of the MVR. And we talked about, like, after the for, for six years straight, after every game I ever played in, after every practice, I could walk into the training room and they would just hand me stuff. I didn't know what it was. They're just like, here, take this. And you're like, okay, you're a doctor. And then you repeat that when you get out of the league, too. You're like, okay, you're a doctor. <laughs> so it it leads you down a, slip, a really slippery slope. And this, look, CTE doesn't lead to addiction, okay? There's tons of different things that lead to addiction. CTE affects your ability to make decisions and handle stress and handle trauma and and make, like, if if – if you get upset about something, Rick, you can shrug it off in 10 seconds. It takes me 30 minutes. 
I can't, I can't let go of things. And that's because of the part of my brain that is like made to solve problems. That part of my brain is crushed. So in order for us to solve this problem also, what do we have to do? We have to be honest with with ourselves and look at the problem, which is no guaranteed contracts. Let me ask you this. How many professional basketball players, modern-day professional basketball players, do you see hobbling around flat broke that played for five, six years? Not many. Not many. Zero. Yeah. First of all, they play a, a touch sport, number one. And second of all, their players' union is so strong that when somebody gets hurt, they're just like, okay, just sit down. And the the coaches don't even screw with them because they know if they do, they're going to get fined. In the NFL, they walk up to you and they go, look, bro, this is a family, which is a lie. It's a business. And if you don't play this week, we're going to have to bring somebody else up. And that means if you don't play, if you don't do what it takes to play, which takes us full circle back to the start of the conversation, if you don't do what it takes to play, we're going to replace you tomorrow. And it happened to me when I was in Miami. I worked my butt off. I got on the active roster. 15 plays into the game, somebody rolled up on my knee and tore my MCL, my ACL. And I tried to play through it the next week. Right before the game the next week, they cut me. Injury waved me, and I was in my car driving home. So it's cutthroat. And if you're going to do it, you better do it right with people that can actually get you prepared for it mentally. And that's why, look, my dream was to play in the NFL for 15 years and make $100 million and retire. And the reality of it is everything I've been through has prepared me to tell Sam Jones the truth and Ryan Jensen the truth and Connor McGovern the truth and Austin Slotman the truth and Phil Lindsay the truth and Dalton Reisner the truth and the 150 athletes we have at 6-0. Well, that's the point. I appreciate. I appreciate. I was one of the guys you called, Matt, and and it. Uh, it I was really impressed too, of the conversation that we had, and then getting a chance to see you after that and hang out with you. I saw a huge difference in you, and uh, congratulations for beating the addiction. I know. I know you'll have to continue to work on that, like everybody has day to do day, day by day, mm-hmm. and. And, you know, one, one more day down the road, you know, you got a day behind you. One more day, it's in your past. So uh, I'm here for you if you ever need me. And I, I really, really like what you said today. Very strong message. I know there's people listening right now that uh, self-medicate with all kinds of things. They're not sure how to get out of it. And as Matt said, ask for help. Ask for help. It's okay. And if you're confronted understand it's coming from a place of love and not judgment, hopefully. But if you don't listen, eventually it will come from a place of judgment. So that's just the way it, it's set up. Very so, true. Rick, Ricky, I love you, man. Thank you so much for everything. Kathy, I love you. You're the best. Love you, yeah. Matt. Love you too, Matt. Good. Yep. Talk soon, man. We'll talk soon. All right, there he is, Matt McChesney, six-year NFL vet. Played for the Broncos as well. Played up at CU, one of the best players uh, in CU history. And a very good message. 9.55. All right, we have a little bit of breaking news, man. This this has become the show for breaking news, Grant. Uh, there is a report that the Eagles traded quarterback Carson Wentz to the Colts for multiple draft picks. Yeah, and he'll be reuniting with uh, the uh, Frank Reich, who is the head coach of the Colts now, was Carson Wentz offensive coordinator when he had his That's best right. year where he was almost MVP. 
And then according to James Palmer, Palmer confirmed the report that the Broncos will pursue Deshaun Watson if the Texans are willing to trade him. So it doesn't look like they gave up much either. And the Colts are a good team. Um, they, uh, according to this, the Colts gave up a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick that could turn into a first-rounder. That's it for that Carson Wentz. makes it Wentz. sound like they wanted him out the door. Uh, right? Yeah, they did. I and, mean, and, after and They Matt gave him Stafford, a huge contract. Right, so. after Matt Stafford got the haul that they got for him, I mean, that's nothing compared to that. But wait till what Deshaun will get. Oh, man. This is an interesting offseason already. So All that's right. interesting that James Palmer says that the Broncos will pursue Deshaun. If, if they want to trade him. Which is going to happen because of, do you want a player that doesn't want to play there? You would think they would get forced into doing that. Let's get a break here. Uh, off to a great start here this morning, and this is KOA News Radio. Back here at KOA, this band was a game changer. They they were a folk band. They took folk music and electrified it. They were the one of the first ones to do that. And Bob Dylan saw them once and decided, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to try that. And that's when he went electric because of the birds. Hmm. Good one there, Grant. This was wait, how many years before you were born? 40? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, welcome back. Rick Lewis here and Kathy Lee, Millennial Grant, uh, Dave Logan on vacation. Uh, we will talk about your favorite radio personalities of all time. We're, st- we're getting a ton of text on this already. Keep the text coming at 56690. We'll get into that here very soon. Uh, we've been talking about your brain and brain health and CTE and football. And um, we just had Matt McChesney on, former NFL player who uh, was addicted to pain pills for six years and and kicked it cold turkey and uh, is doing so much better. You know, the self-medicating, uh, the brain, a very complicated organ. Uh, our next guest has a book out called Biohack Your Brain, How to Boost Cognitive Health, Performance, and Power. Her name is Kristen Willemeyer, or Dr. is it Dr. Kristen Willemeyer? It is, but you can call me Kristen. All right, Kristen. You can call me doctor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dr. Lewis. <laughs> Dr. Lewis, yes. Yeah, don't call him doctor. People get very upset. You know I will call her. I will call Kathy Dr. Kathy. Oh, okay. that's even better. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming Good on. Good morning. Good morning. So we've been talking a lot of brain stuff here this morning. And, and as I yeah. said, it's a complicated organ. Uh, and it's something that we all should be uh, be aware of brain health. I mean, that's one thing we just kind of take for granted, I think. Yeah, nobody really talks about brain health or teaches us about brain health. And the first time people think about their brain is when their memory starts going and, you know, or a family member has Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. So, you know, I think it's really important for people to start taking care of their brain early because one thing many people don't know is degenerative diseases start in the brain 20 years before you have a symptom. Wow. Wow. Okay. So yes. 
What, what, what age typically does your brain start degenerating? Great question. So brain degeneration, well, we, we say brain volume shrinks starting around age 40, and you lose about 5% brain volume per decade. Um, but you do not need to fear that if you do things to take care of your brain health. So the brain is in this active growth phase until about the age of 25 or 30. That's when it's fully mature. And then we lose about 85,000 neurons per day. Now, that's actually not a lot of neurons when you think about the fact that the brain has 86 billion neurons. But if we do things that accelerate brain aging, like, you know, eat the wrong foods, you know, we're physically inactive, um, we don't stay mentally engaged or cognitively engaged, then we start to lose those networks um, that allow us to maintain healthy brain function as we age. So what would you do if you are a middle-aged person, say you're you know, in your 50s, and, yes. and you want to maintain your brain health, and especially people that get into their 60s, and you know, even at that point, you start having problems with recall. Uh, a lot of people do anyway. And then 70s and 80s can get even worse. What, what would you do? So I think this is such a great question. And the one thing that I like to teach people is that a Mediterranean-style diet has really strong evidence that shows that it slows brain aging. So people who follow this Mediterranean diet can slow brain aging by as much as seven and a half years. So, and the, it, 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 I mean, that's pretty spectacular. This is what I used to teach in the clinical setting. I taught it to our football players. And a Mediterranean-style diet is really an anti-inflammatory diet. It's focused on whole foods, right? Fruits, vegetables, healthy fats, salmon, um, legumes, nuts, and seeds, and we want to reduce inflammatory foods, right? dairy, um, uh, saturated fats. Um, so that's one thing. And another thing I think people could really take action on is the amount of sugar that they consume every day. So the average American takes in about 85 to 90 grams of sugar per day, which is highly inflammatory. Um, the American Heart Association recommends that women take in 25 grams per day and men no more than 36 grams per day. And I'll tell you, teaching weight loss groups, I guarantee you people don't do that. So if you were to just do two things today, eat a Mediterranean-style diet and work on getting your sugar consumption reduced. Well, a lot of things contain sugar, though, that you don't even know about. It's in everything. That's why you have to teach people about how to read food labels. But I'll tell you, Kathy, a really easy way to do it is just don't think, don't eat things out of a box. Oh, don't that's a good point. People, yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> eat it out of the box. Well, one of my rules when I taught these groups was look on the box, you're reading the label, don't eat anything that has more than five grams of sugar per serving. It's actually a really good rule of thumb. So, you know, if you're eating fruits, vegetables, nuts, legumes, seeds, you're going to be fine. There's not a lot of sugar in that. But when you start going into the packaged foods, the cereals, the Pop-Tarts. You know, All the good stuff. Yeah. Frappuccino, right? right. What so, do you think about I, peanut butter? You know what? There are healthy versions of peanut butter. <laughs> But, but that's but um, a lot of peanut butter contains sugar. Depends on the it processed does. peanut butter does, yeah. But just yeah, but just ground up peanuts totally different. 
ground up peanuts, that's why they're actually healthy versions of peanut butter that you can take. But you know, when I work with people, it's about looking at what you're taking in during the day. And we want to have more of the good choices, right? And reduce the bad choices. Because I realize, you know, not everybody is going to eat a clean diet. You know, I just need to help improve it by about 25 to 30%. <laughs> that's a, that's so a you mentioned the Mediterranean diet. And for the last mm-hmm. several years, I've been using olive oil. Uh, okay. In the morning, I have a shake and I put a, uh, a tablespoon of olive oil in the shake every morning. So, so good fat. Is that, is that considered a good thing to do? Well, okay. Omega-3 fatty acids are amazing for your brain health. They really, your brain is 60% fat by dry weight. So we want to make sure we get the healthy omega-3 fatty acids in. The best are from marine sources, uh, you know, like fatty fish, salmon, tuna, mackerel, trout, Um, sardines, anchovies. Um, The research shows that having two servings of fish per week can help grow brain volume in the hippocampus. So that's the area of the brain responsible for learning and memory. But fish oil actually helps, and olive oil, helps to improve cerebral circulation. So it keeps the blood thin, keeps blood vessels nice nice and healthy, and it grows brain volume. So the long answer to your question, yes, I like that you do that. <laughs> okay, good. We're talking to Dr. Kristen Willemeyer. Her book is Biohack Your Brain. Uh, how about supplements? There there are some brain supplements out there that are available. Uh, one I've been taking recently is called Alpha Brain. Um, there's Prevagen. Ah, yes. There's others. Uh, what, do you, uh, what do you think of supplements for brain health? So I am a proponent of supplements for brain health. I was the uh, research director for a clinical neuroimaging department, and I ran there. I was also their director of nutrition and nutraceuticals. Mm-hmm. So I have done research studying the efficacy of supplements to make measurable changes in brain function using neuroimaging. So long story short, supplements can work. The question is, which ones are you taking? Yes. You know, are they the most effective for you? So what I recommend pretty much everybody over the age of 40 take is a good um, multivitamin, multimineral, uh, because as we age, we also lose neurotransmitter production. So by having that daily multi, you know, it ensures that your brain can continue to make neurotransmitters. Number two, the omega-3 fatty acids, or as you're doing your olive oil, or having two servings of fish per day. But a lot of people um, can really use one to two grams of a fish oil. And the third is uh, vitamin D. So vitamin D is low pretty much across the board. You know, what I tell people to do is go to your doctor, get lab work done, see where your level is at. But most people need a minimum of 2,000 IUs of vitamin D supplementation daily, uh, but more probably need five to 10,000 IUs. Amazing. So I like that. Is yep. the, the basics, and then we can get more targeted, like you're taking alpha brain. So I'm guessing there's alpha lipoic acid, and we can get into the details of the, you know, exact ingredients, and I think that's what's really important. What I tell people is if you're going to take a supplement, research it. Look to see if there's been a white paper published. Look to see if there's been anything published in the peer review literature on its efficacy in terms of making a measurable change in brain function. I love this. And in vitamin D, we've also found out during the pandemic, 
the uh, the studies have shown very uh, important uh, for your immunity. Uh, and, and they found that people that were low on vitamin D are the ones that got really sick. That is correct because vitamin D helps boost your immune system. And when it comes to brain health, what we found is uh, people who have depression tend to have low vitamin D, and we see it low in people with Alzheimer's. So this is one of those easy things everybody can do. Um, and I get very excited because the mainstream medical community is now starting to really appreciate the importance of um, you know, taking things like vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc to help support your immune system during COVID. And people are really having and they're seeing that they're able to, you know, enhance their immunity. And it feels better to know that you're doing something proactive. And it, I do this every day. Thus far, I'm, I'm doing fine. <laughs> yeah. What a, so you talked about fish oil. Uh, can you yeah. take fish oil instead of eating fish to help you? Good question. It, you know, we used to measure the omega-3 fatty acid levels and everybody came into our clinical setting just to see, you know, how are people doing? And I will tell you a majority of people are low in omega-3 fatty acids. So what I think most people should do is take the one to two grams of the supplement and have one to two servings of fish per week. And, and it's hard to eat fish one to two servings a week for a lot of people. Uh, number one, it can be expensive at the store. Number two, difficult to prepare. Uh, the other thing is uh, with the oceans getting more and more polluted, uh, some of the fish we get has toxins in it, uh, mercury, uh, that type of thing. Uh, and I, I've heard some experts say they think that's why the fish oil is recommended because then you eliminate all of that that I just mentioned. Are you, are you down yeah. with that? I am absolutely down with that. And I know some people, like I said, they don't cook. They're not getting their fish. That's why I like the supplementation with fish oil. And there's an abundance of neuroimaging literature that shows it literally helps you to maintain brain volume as you age. But there's also the marine algae like spirulina or seaweed that people can take. And you can also go to the plant-based sources. You can have walnuts and almonds and chia seeds and hemp seeds. So I like people taking in a variety of these uh, healthy fats to help support their brain function. And like you do, the olive oil, there's walnut oil, there's flaxseed oil. Um, and it doesn't take a lot. You know, I, I teach people in the groups that I taught 10 to 12 servings of nuts per day. So have some nuts, put a little olive oil in your salad or in your smoothie as you do in the morning. And You've got it covered. Well, you you know what? You're a great guest, and you're right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. This, I could talk are. about this all day long. Oh, uh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I have a quick question. Is that I take vitamin D with K1 and something else. It's like a mixture. You're probably taking K2 with K2. it, which is what they're recommending yeah. right now. But yeah. it's, uh, it's in one pill. Yep. Is That's that okay perfect. to take? That's absolutely okay to take. How much do you take daily? Just one pill a day. I like how, how many I use of vitamin D? Yes, many I use. Oh, I don't know. Do I need to take additional vitamin D outside of that pill? Depends what the dosage is. I guess I got to look exactly. at it. I've never really looked That's at good, it. Yeah, so look at the dosage. See if it's, you know, so for example, I take 10,000 IUs of vitamin D every day. And I get my lab work done annually just to make sure that I'm in a healthy range. But in the clinical setting, we tell people we don't want to be in the normal range. We want to be in the optimized range. So 
optimize often means, you know, more than taking 2,000 IUs daily. I love but, that. I, you know, I, I've been yeah. telling people that, too. They go, well, I just got my blood test, and I'm normal. And I said, who wants to be no. normal? No, you'd rather be no. above. Who wants Nor- to be normal? normal you want to for- be optimized, as you put it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, normal for vitamin D, the range is between 30 to 100 uh, nanograms per deciliter, and you want to be really between 60 to 80. So if you get your vitamin D level checked and you're at 30, I want you to be higher. Um, And that's because, again, working in the clinical setting and working with people with psychiatric issues, if you have depression and we can get you on a fish oil and a vitamin D um, and get you exercising instead of putting you on an antidepressant, wouldn't you prefer that? So it's sometimes tailoring the supplement recommendations to whatever you're struggling with um, or, or if you have a memory issue. And, and that's what I used to do. That, that's, that's why I wrote this book. <laughs> the book is really about all of the strategies that work successfully in the clinical setting, um, whether I was working with psychiatric patients or working with the professional football players who, as you know, you know, are really struggling with brain issues earlier on in life than most of us in the normal population. Yep. I love this. Do not take your brain for granted. Do not take your health for granted. Biohack your brain. I'm going to get the book. I think Yay. we should have you back on the show at For some point. For sure. Dave As, would love it, too. Oh, I'd, yes. I'd be honored. Yeah, I, I'd love to talk to Dave. He would be, you know, as a former NFL player, yes. I think uh, there's a whole other dialogue that we can all have. Well, I've worked with hundreds of pro athletes. Well, yeah. One quick question from our texter is, what do you think about okay. hyaluronic acid? Hyaluronic acid. I, I, I like hyaluronic acid. Um actually maintains good uh, skin. So as a female, like, I like people taking hyaluronic acid that actually helps to maintain the moisture in the skin. And how much are you supposed to take? Uh, you know, I, I can't actually give you an, a number on that. Okay. Okay, no problem. Don't yeah. take the whole bottle. Well, I no. hope not. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't ever do that. Hyaluronic acid isn't a, you know, you're not using that for brain health. That's more for... Um, for the skin. Skin, and eyes, co- nails. And the, what about collagen? Because I take a liquid collagen. I love collagen for skin, hair, nails, and also uh, for omega-3 fatty acids yep. help your skin, hair, and nails. So, Good. Yes, collagen right. is fantastic. We're up against a break. We're definitely going to bring you back. Yes. I, I uh, Kathy and I do another show. I'd, I'd, I'd love to get you on that show as well. Oh, um, This is, uh, you know, I love this kind of stuff. Me too. Good, good. Yeah. These are my kind. Of, these are my favorite kind of interviews. Just pick my brain. <laughs> You're one of my favorite guests too. I mean, this is this is awesome, Doctor Kristen Willemeyer. Uh, we'll do this again. Thanks for coming on. Beautiful. It's such a pleasure. Wishing you both a great day. You Thank too. You. Thank you. Same to you. And we'll talk soon. Biohack your brain. What a great segment that was. Loved it. Easy to understand. Mm-hmm. And, and things you can do that are very easy to yes, help your brain. Be proactive. With your health. All right. So on the other side, we'll get into uh, what we were talking about earlier. Your favorite radio personalities of all time. We're getting all kinds of text on it here. We'll take phone calls on that as well. And it could be uh, not just local. It can be national. It could be, you know, if you grew up in Cincinnati, you know, your favorite radio personalities where you grew up. You know, we're going to give uh, we're going to give the radio people some love here today on the show. And we'll be back with more. It's KOA News Radio.
<laughs> Happy birthday, John Travolta. 67 today. Amazing career. Favorite movie of all time? Grease. Is I it? Love Favorite of all time? Well, no, I've never seen it. You haven't? <laughs> Loved it. I mean, because, you know, it just brings back memories of being little and watching uh. Grease and thinking that's the way high school was. Yeah. You know, when you're a little kid, what, did, what year did Grease come out? 1980? Seems like it was 80s. 78? Okay. Okay, so when it came out, I was in elementary school. So that's what, in my mind, that's what I thought high school was supposed to be like. And then you were sorely like. disappointed. Then I realized that people do not wear poodle skirts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were not back. greasers. Was it greasers and jocks, right? Was that what it was? I, You know, I, I watched it, but I wasn't. I wouldn't say it was my favorite movie of all time. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I love Greasers and Jocks. Greasers and Jocks wasn't okay. in this show. And it was supposedly set in the 50s. 50s yes, yeah. I know. I know. But, I mean, when it came out, I was five years old. Yeah. It had big impact on you. Yeah. And I came from another country. That's, yeah, I get it. No, I understand. <laughs> totally understand. Uh, 303-713-8585. The phone number. Text line 56690. Uh, we got a lot of text uh, that we'll get into here. We'll get your phone calls. Your favorite radio personality of all time. We're going to give the radio people some love here. Radio is such a personal medium. And, and a lot of times it's somebody you grew up with, somebody when you were, you know, young and impressionable, you know, maybe high school, college, 20s. Uh, they they end up being, you know, one of your most favorite radio people. Uh, there's there's many great ones that have worked in this market, especially considering it's not considered a major market, and many great ones that have worked in this building. I think this text from the 720 is cracking me up. Mike Rosen, he taught me more about economics, politics, and grammar than my college business degree. Do you know what? You got a, you got an education from Mike. <laughs> yep. Which is so true because he is very smart. So many uh, in this uh, building alone that have been in the market for decades, uh, our partner Dave Logan yes, is one of them. Uncle Nasty, Brett Saunders, Willie B, you just mentioned Rosen, uh, Big Al. Uh, all these guys have been doing this for a long time, and there's a lot of great personalities here on this radio station, a lot that have worked here on this radio station and throughout the market. So we can talk about local, we can talk about national uh, some of my favorite uh, were uh, Jim Ladd and Periquat Kelly in L.A., and I I got the honor of working with both of those guys at KMET. Jim Ladd probably considered the greatest rock DJ of all time. Periquat Kelly might have been the coolest guy ever on the radio. Uh, there's another guy in L.A., Robert W. Morgan. I remember liking him. Uh, when I was in uh, Chicago in high school, it was Larry Lujak. He was the guy on WLS. When I was in Cincinnati in high school, I got hooked on this urban station, WCIN. It was a little AM station, and they played uh, soul and R&B, and it was my favorite station at that time. And guys that nobody's ever heard of, Lincoln Ware, who's kind of a legend, I guess, in that that uh, format. Lincoln Ware, Spider Web, not his real name. Yeah. A guy named Symphony Sid Kennedy. Just some, you know, some cool names on the urban stations. But we all have them. Um, and as you know, Rush Limbaugh passed away. I know millions of people loved Rush, and millions of people also hated Rush. And so it seems like the biggest guys in the business 
also can be polarizing in some way. Uh, when you look at Howard Stern, I think it's probably kind of the same with him. People either love or hate him. And I think part of it may be to be able to cut through the clutter on radio, you have to be saying something to get people's attention. Well, and Howard Stern... Or was, doing something. I think Howard... The, I'm going to tell you why I loved radio was Howard Stern. You know, he was kind of the guy who did it for me, but he was dirty. He took it to a whole different level of dirtiness, right? Yeah. Which it, it wasn't that way on radio. For most of the people I listened to growing up, you know, they weren't dirty. And he took it... Couldn't, I could not believe that was regular radio. Absolutely. He yeah, he, he changed the game. And he, he's kind of changed again recently, if you've ever, if you've heard him recently. For sure, and he, but I mean, but he pushed the envelope so much that you know celebrities didn't want to be on his show, and now every celebrity wants to be on his show. He has mellowed out. Uh, from the text line, Steve Kelly, uh, who was a local guy, worked here on KOA, which was one of the ones I grew up with. Loved Steve Kelly when he was on Kim. Yeah, Steve Kelly. Um, yeah, I, I, I was a fan of Steve Kelly as well. Good dude. Um. My all-time Denver radio personality was Danny Davis on I Kim. I, I don't remember Before him. my time. Lewis and Floorwax, thank you. Um, thanks for all the laughs and great memories. Appreciate that. Um, Paul Harvey on the text line. Looks like Bob Martin. I guess he was the voice of the Broncos for, for a long years. time yeah. he was. We got a lot of love here from Mike Rosen, the Grease Man. Who's the, oh, wait, the Grease, Grease Man? Washington, D.C. is where I first heard of him when he was there. So it was like the Grease Man and Man Cow were like the national guys. Like when I first started in radio, they seemed to be the one who everybody talked about. Man Cow, I think, Out is still in Chicago, I believe. The Grease Man, where was he from? D.C. He right? was D.C., yep. In, in other, maybe another East Coast town as well. He got, I think, syndicated around the, uh, the early 90s. And he, you, our, one of our producers used to be his producer. Uh, Roger King. Yeah. Do you know what the Grease Man's real name is? No. Doug Tract. Ah, I did know that at one time. Yeah. What's he doing now? I think he's out of the business. Remember, he he said something or did something where his career was over. Well, yeah, he had to d- apologize, it said. And that happens when you're walking that edge, when you're on that tightrope. He made a without comment, a net. comment about James Bird. I don't even remember James Bird, who but... was murdered in 1998 by being dragged behind a pickup truck by three men. Ah, that's right. Now yeah. I remember. So he made a He's comment. out. Uh, a lot of Paul Harvey love. Helen Charlie, uh, Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Uh, Phil Hendry, radio genius. Yeah, I, I think Phil Hendry was a radio genius. Don't know if he's still on the air. I worked with him briefly in L.A. as well. Brett Saunders gets some love here. Rick Dees, total legend. And the weekly top 40. Yeah. Yeah. I Rick grew Dees. up. I love that. Did too. you? Yep. Yeah. When I uh, first started in LA, Rick Dees was the man. And he was the guy. Uh, here's some love for Kathy Lee and Rick Lewis. Thank you. Bob Martin. Uh, Bob Martin again. Bronco. He was the longtime Broncos voice. Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Theory Smith. Theory Smith. I loved listening to Theory. I don't know who Back that is. in the day. Here's one for Stefan Tubbs, Alan Berg, Rick Barber, both uh, KOA guys that have since passed. 
Do you know these guys, Bob Bose Bell and David K. Jones in Phoenix back in the 80s? No. The big guy in Phoenix in the 80s was Dave Pratt. Yeah, I remember Dave Pratt's name. They called him the mayor, and I think he's still there. Um, Here's man, we're getting a ton John of John Boy here. and Billy and Charlotte. I've heard of them. Leo Laporte. Uh, yeah, he does a syndicated show. Okay. About uh, computers. Huh. That's actually would be interesting nowadays with technology. Tom Likas. Jay Marvin. Phil Hendry. Rick Barber again. Art Bell. Lots of them. Uh, here's a listener says he'll never listen to Howard Stern after what he said about Columbine. Yeah, that was... Uh, that's what took him out of this that market. Was, that's, he did. They took him out of the market. Here's one. Loved you, Rick, on KMET. So that you've been listening for a long time. Wow. Mark and Brian, KLOS, total legends. Alan Charlie, Dr. Demento, another KMET guy. Steve Dahl. Steve Dahl was uh, Chicago. All right, let's get to the phones, and you can keep texting us. We're giving the radio people some love here today. Uh, we're going to go Scott and Highlands Ranch. Hey, good morning. Yeah, no relation, but for... What's, you're breaking up, Scott. What happened? I say Ed Scott, early radio days in Denver. Ed Scott, not familiar with him. What station was he on? Oh, KOA. He had broadcast from East oh. Ten Cup is what he... Okay. Yeah, and then he went on to be TV. Right, he was Sheriff Scotty for a kid's show at 4 o'clock. Really? Okay. What, are we talking right 80s or Gloria. 70s or what? No, no, 60s. 60s. 60s and, and yeah, late 50s, 60s. Ed, Ed Scott was a pioneer in radio, in radio All right. shows and then had the TV show for kids and called himself Sheriff Scotty and had a fake beard. It was blacked out. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Scott. Got some love from Mandy Connell on the text line. Yeah, and Ed Scott just died last year at the age of 91. That was way before I moved here. Uh, some of you may remember him as well. Todd in East Morgan County. Hey, you're on KOA. Hey, Rick. Hey. Kathy. Hey. Hey, for sure, you and Wax and Kathy, Dave, of course. Thank and, you. Uh, Dave, Dave's had a lot of different partners i remember the gal i think her name was lois lois malconian yeah that's yep it. That's yep it. yep yeah and then uh how about les messman and uh johnny fever wkrp in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah they were tv djs right on the on a tv show yes yeah yeah i do I remember, remember them too, man. love love listening to you thank you todd appreciate you thank you you're welcome uh, we're getting love for uh urban joe uh, more Mark and Brian love from L.A. Yeah, they were great. Got an email that says we're missing one radio personality from Denver, which deserves mention, is Alan Berg. Alan Berg, we did mention earlier on the text line, yes, KOA legend. Uh, man, we got so many texts here, we can't even I know. process all of these texts. Casey Kasem, yep, total legend. John Jay and Rich, they're out of Phoenix. Uh, yeah, Pete Smythe, 50s and 60s on KOA, then Gus Merkus. I remember Gus. I knew Gus. The late, yeah, I remember the late Gus. Gus Merkus. Yeah, I remember Gus when we were, when we first got to this building, he used to come down and visit us. Yeah, 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 loved Gus. John Caldera. 
John uh, spent a lot of time here on KOA, I believe. I don't know where he is now. He still is fills he still in here? from time to is time he filling on in? KOA. Yeah. Does he live here? Yep, he lives in Boulder. Uh, Joe in Lamar. Wow. Hey, Joe, what's up? Hey, guys, not a lot. Uh, you guys spoke about a lot of the ones that uh, I grew up on already, but uh, one that kind of got me interested in radio back when I was a kid was a guy by the name of Diamond Dan Shanahan. Denver guy? KO, um, no, uh, uh, Coma, Oklahoma City. Okay. And we're talking, KO what, thing. 60s? Was he a DJ? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was a DJ. And he, he did a night show, and he kind of got me involved in radio, so... But uh, lo- uh, the ones in Denver, of course, uh, Alan Charlie. Um, I listened to a lot of Rick Barber at night. He kept me awake uh, while I was working. So uh, good guys, all of them. Good, good. Good call. Thank you. Uh, here's some more text. Uh, you guys, of course, John Jay and Rich Willie B. Um, Fraser Smith. Okay. I-, I love Fraser Smith. Fraser and I were friends when I worked in L.A., he called himself, his handle was the star of the 80s when he was on KLOS doing the morning show. And then once the 80s were over, Fraser Smith was pretty much over. You know, you got to be careful what your handle is in radio. And it was a great one in the 80s. And it really worked. Fraser, very funny dude, stand-up comic. Done a lot of TV shows and acting as well. But once the 80s were over, Fraser, his career was already on the downhill, unfortunately, because he was... Very talented. Uh, here's one, Rick Lewis, Dave Otto. I remember Dave Otto. Me too. Dr. Daddio on the text line. I remember him when I when I started here in Denver. Uh, a lot of Lewis and Floorwax love. Thank you. Kathy Lee, thank you. Thank you. Reggie McDaniel. Oh, I love Reggie. Man, I, I miss Reggie. Me too. I just miss his smile and his energy of just being so happy no matter what yeah reggie was was great to be around and great on the radio steven pueblo hey hey what about wolfman jack wasn't he national or was he just like out of chicago no yeah okay so here's the deal with wolfman real quick we got about a minute he was on a mexican radio station that was on the border so in mexico they could put up a tower right on the border that would overpower all the radio signals here in the United States. So they put him on at night on a station that would cover almost the entire continent. And so everybody got to hear Wolfman and it seemed like he was local. And then later he got syndicated, he got TV shows and he became a, a, a big, big star. A big one. But you know, you think about uh, uh, Logan and, and uh, Scooter. I'll never forget when, when they went off on uh, picking nose hairs, and this trucker called in saying he saying he had to he had to pull off the road for fear he was going to wreck his rig. And if, if you ever get a chance, you need to listen to that segment because those yeah. two were just that was that afternoon show where they were just totally out of control. And I used to listen uh, to them too. I thought that was one of the best shows here we've had in Denver since I've yeah. been here. Yeah. Do you do you remember? And I, I know you're getting close up. Do you remember? Did you ever hear of Hudson and Harrigan out of Houston? No. All right, they were almost Lewis and Floor Wax on steroids. Okay. If that is possible. Yeah, uh, do they, they still have a career? Because that doesn't seem disappear. possible to me. Are they on the radio still? <laughs> well, it's, it's close. 
Yeah. Uh, no, no. That this was back. I remember listening to him when I did a tour down in uh, in Houston back in the late seventies. Okay. And they were just they were just crazy. They were like you guys. Thanks, Steve. So. Appreciate it, man. Keep up the good work. Thank you. you Full bet. lines, text lines on fire. Uh, 303-713-8585 in the text line 56690. And we'll uh, we'll keep this going on the other side. It's KOA News Radio. Such a happy song. My band covers this. Just always makes you smile. Love it. Good morning. The sun is out, melting some snow. Got way more than was predicted overnight. Some places got a foot. Drive this morning was a little treacherous. Took a little bit longer to get into work. It's Rick Lewis with Kathy Lee and Millennial Grant. Dave on vacation. Dave's not here. If you just tuned in. And we um, had a really good show up to this point. Let's finish strong. We've uh, been talking about the, well, I, let's call it your favorite radio personalities because it's all subjective, obviously. Uh, and it can be national, can be local. You can um, text us, 56690, or call us, 303-713-8585. And the text line is it's so hot that we, we have so many texts coming in that we will never be able to read all of these on the radio. But keep them coming anyway. And I'll reference back to the text line as we go along here and throw some names out as we go from texters. Uh, Stephen Tubbs getting some love. Uh, Mandy Connell. Dick Biondi. Who's that? WLS, Chicago. I remember him as a kid when I was in Chicago. Dick Biondi. He was like a top 40 DJ. Marty Lenz. Marty Lenz getting love on the text line. Mm-hmm. Lou from Littleton. Uh, let's see who else. Roy D. Mercer. Roy D. Mercer, I think, was a guy that used to do um, like prank par- phone calls, parody songs. Maybe it was parody songs. I thought maybe it was Says, prank calls that, but he used to put out like CDs. Oh, gotcha. So maybe Phil and Brent were part of the Roy D. Mercer. It says Phil and Brent, KMOD, Tulsa. Maybe, yeah. I believe I believe he was out of Oklahoma. Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is our Hollywood reporter on our other show on the Fox. Been there forever. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Mike has had a very interesting life and career. Mike was the original morning guy on KROQ, K Rock in LA. Which K Rock became huge. But yeah, with Mike doing mornings. It was Ramondo and Evans. Ramondo. Whatever happened to Ramondo? I don't know. I don't know, but we know what happened to Mike. Yeah. Still doing his thing. All right, back to the phones we go. Uh, Jim in Elizabeth. Hey, good morning. You're on. Yeah, hi, guys. Hey. I just wanted to say, uh, give you all some love with uh, you, Kathy, and Dave. Thank Um, you, Jim. At 9 o'clock, I changed the dial from Glenn Beck to you. 
And I even began to forego Rush to continue to listen to your program. Wow. Uh, until, Thank you. Until the end. But, yeah, Rush, from, from a national standpoint, Rush, Paul Harvey, Imus, um, Glenn Beck, all, all great folks that I'd like to listen to. But before Larry Lujak, you just said it, Dick Biondi on WLS. I grew up with him in Chicago, uh, and you're right, spinning top 40. And then the WCFL, you got a guy named Fred Winston. Don't know if you remember that or not. I do remember the name, yep. But Fred Winston was great. And then um, also on WCFL, on Morning Drive, was uh, Jim Runyon. And he did things like, I don't know if you remember Chicken Man? No. No, okay. No. Well, and it was kind of like parodies of like Superman or Batman, but it was Chicken Man. It was pretty funny. WLS was one of the great radio stations. It may still be, but back then it was it was one of the kings of radio. Absolutely, yeah. And then uh, on WIND back in Chicago, there was Chuck Benson and Kurt Russell. And did Chuck Benson come to Denver and be and – because there was somebody on radio here in – uh, Denver that sounded just like hmm. him. Huh, I don't, don't know. I don't know about that. Don't remember that. But yeah, good stuff, Jim. Uh, you got a good memory. Thank you. I saw Dean and Raj on the list, and they are actually at the Eagle in Houston. Yeah, they left this market, went to Houston a long time ago, and they've had a really good run there. Yeah, they are on it from 5 to 10 a.m. They're still around. Uh, a lot of Wolfman Jack. Um, Bob and Tom. Bob and Tom out of Indianapolis Morning Show, been syndicated forever. I think one of them has retired already, but the other one's still doing the show. Huh. The Real Don Steele from KHJ Los Angeles. Yeah, total legend in what they called Boss Radio. And he was the boss. Interesting. Uh, yeah, a lot, I love these calls. I did too. And text. Lex and Terry, your buddies, Lex and Terry got a. Did they make the list yeah, here? Yeah, Lex and Terry. They said Lex and Terry were Lewis and Florax knockoffs, but loved Pete McKay. I don't know if they'd appreciate being called Lewis and Florax knockoffs so much, but I got to tell you, Terry, Terry James, uh, I've known him for 40 years, maybe more, and he did get into radio because of me. We were friends. I got in before he did. And um, fortunately for me, you know, was successful in climbing up the ladder quickly where he he was looking at this going, huh, I think I want to give this a try. I can do it. I have a personality. I can do this. And he he went to K-Tide in Santa Barbara, and that's where he started, and then worked his way up. And now he's nationally syndicated. So he surpassed you. He passed me up. (laughs) And he's on a lot of iHeart stations. And they've been, I think they're probably on... 2535 radio station. So I don't think they'd he'd be a knockoff of you guys. Well, you know, we used to be the masters, us. Uh-huh. They called themselves the givers, us. And he he asked me if if he could do that before they he made that their their tag. Mm-hmm. And I gave him permission to do it. But because is, we've been friends for so long and we were in a different market. But is they say that copying is a form of flattery. Absolutely. Uh, from the text line, Stephen B. and the Hawk. I do remember them uh, when I started here in the 90s. Uh, Reggie Rivers getting love. Rick Barber. Rick Barber had a heck of a run doing overnights. Big Daddy Tom Donahue, FM Rock Pioneer in San Francisco. 
wife, Rachel Donahue, worked briefly in Denver, grew up in Chicago. Hmm. Rachel Donahue. How do I know that name? I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. She's L.A. She, she did a show in L.A. So maybe they're married? Yeah, okay. Uh, back to the phones. Kurt and Golden, hey. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, I remember uh, Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer out of Chicago. Yeah, huge radio team. Huge. One of them quit. I think it was maybe Gary Myers quit, retired, and Steve Dahl kept going solo for quite a while. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, back in the time when uh, Lou Jack did Animal Stories. Lou Jack from WLS, yeah, I don't know. Is he still uh, on the planet? I don't think so, but um, that was back when AM radio had to do farm reports. Yeah, and right. And Larry Lujak would always do what they called uh, farm stories or animal stories. That's a good idea, and right. They put out an album every year of their gigs for charity and stuff. They were a lot like Lewis and Floor Wax with it. Interesting. And, and WLS, very similar station to KOA. It's a station yeah. that's 50,000-watt clear clear signal, clear channel that you can hear around the nation at night. They had a major influence on the radio business, some great personalities there along the way. And KOA stands for King of Agriculture. So I'm sure KOA was doing the same thing. Probably a farm report as well. Yeah, I still have one of the old Animal Stories albums. Interesting. All right, Kurt, thanks. Uh, I lived in Chicago in high school for a couple of years. So both all those guys he mentioned are legends, certainly back there. James in Denver. Hey. Hey guys. Uh, first I'll start with uh, you, Kathy and Dave are great. Thank you. I Appreciate you it. Thanks. I, li- I like that you guys don't necessarily have a certain thing that you do. It just goes wherever. <laughs> yeah, we can, we, uh, we kind of spread it around a bit, don't we? From sports to entertainment and, Current events, all that kind of thing. Keeps it interesting. Thank you. And, uh, man, she's a home state girl, so I'll give her a shout. And then uh, I don't know if you know Bubba the Love Sponge from the Tampa area. Yes, Bubba the Love Sponge filled in on our morning show. I think it was in the late 90s. He was supposed to fill in for a week, and they ended up getting rid of him after about three days. They got so many complaints. And uh, do, you, do you guys remember Ron and Ron out of, I think they were out of Jacksonville. Yes. Yep. I think, yeah, maybe Jacksonville or Florida, Tampa, one of those cities. Yes, I do remember them. These are your favorites? Some of my favorites, yeah. And then uh, Tommy and Rumble from Virginia Beach. Tommy and Rumble. Rumble's a good radio name. <laughs> hey, Tommy and Rumble in the morning. That should have been, I should have had a better name for radio. Thanks, James. There's um for sports talk, Mike and Mike in the morning. Whatever happened to them? Only one yeah. time now, right? Yeah, Mike Greenberg is the only one left. Mike Golick uh, either retired or he kind of got. They kind of just didn't want him anymore. Yeah, so they they didn't want him on the morning show anymore, and they moved him. Basically, the only way for him to stay at ESPN was to do uh, college football broadcasting. But Wonder- Mike and Mike in the morning, I remember I, watching that too, every all the time. Day. That and the best damn sports show. I loved watching those oh, two yeah. shows. Yep. Uh, texter 
the Burner Mary Turner. Talk about a great radio name. She was an L.A. rock DJ on KMET. Once again, the station that I worked at, the Burner Mary Turner. And she ended up marrying Norm Pattis, who started Westwood One. Interesting. And so um, once she married him, then she just kind of took herself off the radio and started doing syndicated shows. I forget what her syndicated show was that was picked up, but she wasn't on... She wasn't doing a daily show. She ended up doing a daily feature, I believe. Hmm. The Burner Mary Turner. Hey, it looks like Grant got a vote. Grant Smith. Grant, you are somebody one of somebody's favorite radio personality. Yep, you got a vote. Well, How does that make you feel? Words, Mom. I know. How does that make you feel? <laughs> That's Mrs. Cool, Smith, isn't thank it? you so much yeah. for listening to the show from Ohio. We appreciate it. Exactly. Who's Cynthia Fox? Oh, another KBT. That's a um she was a really great rock jock that I worked with. She was at KMET when I was there. Okay, so she Cynthia got a, Fox. Yeah, she got a vote. Yeah, uh, she's she she just retired recently. She was she worked at KLOS and uh, various other rock stations in LA. And our buddy Sparkles. It says whatever happened to Sparkles? Sparkles, I just found out having some really bad health problems. Really bad. That's too bad. Yeah, I just was uh, made aware of that here within the last couple of days. Didn't know. And this one, I'm surprised it didn't come up earlier. Bob and Tom. Bob and Tom did come up. Yeah, out of Indianapolis. That We're, was big where I huge. grew up. That was on all the time. And we would talk about the funny bits they did. They had some great callers, some the crank calls. Yep. Great radio. Yep. I think they're still syndicated by our company. Scott and Larkspur. Hey. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Hey, uh, first of all, I want to tell you, I just love your current format with Dave and, and you and Kathy Lee. It's just uh, really entertaining. Appreciate it. But Thanks. i got to go back to when I first moved here in the late 90s. I think it was the Sports Zoo with uh, Dave and Scott. Great show. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man, that was so funny. And I've always, I'm from the Bay Area originally, and uh, I think that's where Lois Malconian went, isn't it? Uh, either that or she was from there and came here. Not sure. She may have gone there, yeah, after leaving this market. Yeah, I think she did. And then, um, so I was always fascinated with radio. And um, so I uh, actually, after I graduated from college in, uh, in late 1975, I, I went and uh, studied some radio and actually had an interview with Carter B. Smith at KNBR. And uh, <clears throat> he said, well, go and get your license and come back and we'll talk. So I went and got my FCC first class license and became an engineer. And that didn't last very long because I couldn't make any money doing that. So I had to get another job. <laughs> yeah. One of my Not many people things. can, by the way. Uh, yeah. it, it's a very, very tough industry to have a career in. Yes. yes and and I got to tell you, it took, it took over 10 years for me to realize that I might actually have a career in radio. Yeah. Over 10 years. Well, You've uh, you've done well, Rick. Uh, congratulations. I have a question, though. Is, how many of the radio DJs that we're talking about here use stage names? For an example, I know Steve Kelly. That's not his real name. So uh, I happen to have a client who is related to him. And they're, they're the ones who told me that, and it got me wondering, how many really just use a stage name? I think, think? Uh, I think that was more common back in the uh, what they called the boss radio day. 
where uh-huh. you had to be like machine gun Kelly, you know, shotgun yeah. Kelly, that kind of thing. Uh, I think it was more common then. I think as the business has evolved into more of a conversational um, means of uh, of communicating on the radio, that people are more just themselves now. And Steve oh, Kelly okay. came out of that, you know, the top forty radio thing. He was the Kim, the Kim, Kim guy, guy, right? Yeah, the Kim Morning Show. Yeah, guy, and right? then he evolved into a uh, a, talk, a really yeah. good uh, talk show host here on KOA. Thanks, yeah. Scott. Yeah, I think that's uh, not necessarily a thing anymore. Although it probably would really, you know, help put you on the map. If you had a unique name. Yes, but we were talking about this earlier, Kathy and I. That uh, the problem with that is you can hit a ceiling with that. Yeah, because you really want to be Bubba the Love Sponge. Well, that's a good example. You yeah. know, Bubba the Love Sponge. There's going to be a ceiling. How far you can get with that name? Yeah. You're not going to see uh, Bubba the Love Sponge, you know, doing commercials for a bank, right? Or, or you're not going to see Bubba the Love Centura Sponge Health, doing right? CNN. Very true. So you know? it does limit you quite a bit. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's a great question. Uh, before we go to the break, Robin Hart getting uh, some love just for her laugh. Oh, yeah. Robin's the best. Uh, more Lex and Terry. Uh, Richard Blade was the man at K-Rock back in the 80s and 90s. Yes, he was. He also has a show on Sirius still. Um, Hacksaw, who's this? Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Not mm-hmm. familiar with him. George McFly. Heard, he, I've heard of him. He's on uh, an urban station, I think, here. Jim Rome, too, getting some mentions as well. Jim Rome, uh, one of the all-time greats in the sports talk genre. Here's one from the past. Robbie Knight did our middays on the Fox. Ah, Robbie Knight. Whatever happened to Robbie Knight? She had a great voice. I don't know. Like I said, this is a this is a tough business to survive in. Not easy, Grant. Yeah, because somebody asked about Colfax, too. Colfax, another one. Had a really good run here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandy Connell getting some love. <laughs> yeah, so I think this guy has a crush on Mandy. Oh, is it the same guy over and over? Says if she had, wasn't married <laughs> to that big old bruiser guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. All right, let's get a break here. Uncle Nasty, here's another one, uh, and I mentioned him earlier. A guy that's been on the radio here in Denver for decades and had a heck of a run, and now goes by the name Greg Stone. So that maybe is an example of the Uncle Nasty radio name that at some point you kind of hit. A point where well, Greg Stone is better. Yeah, which, which Greg is, Stone is a cool name. That's a great name. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with more. Hang on, this is KOA News Radio. Y'all know me, still the same OG, but I've been low key, hated on by most these with no cheese, no. Back here at KOA, happy birthday, Dr. Dre. Is Dr. Dre the one who had a bad divorce? Yes. Also had that brain aneurysm recently as well. Yeah, Yeah. all in the last year. Yeah, it's 11.39. I don't think we've ever gotten a response this big on any topic we've done on this show. Text line, phone line, Twitter, all of it just blowing up. We definitely uh, struck a chord here, and it, I could see why, because everybody 
listens to the radio. Everybody's got a favorite show, favorite personality. And there's no right or wrong answer here. It's all subjective. It's who you like, right? And it's who you grew up with, right? That's, a lot of times it is. You remember, you'll never forget who the radio person was on when you were growing up. Very, very true. So we'll finish up the segment with this. Uh, we have full lines. 303-713-8585. Kyle on the road. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. So, yeah, I think I grew a beard while I was on hold. Yeah, bad, man. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So, so, all right, here's a couple of, remember this? Hello, Americans, stand by for news. Paul Harvey. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's one for you, Rick. I moved to L.A. in about 1978. I was there for four years or so, and I haven't heard you talk about it, but Remember Dr. Demento? Absolutely. Yes, Dr. Demento. He was the rock station down there, and that's all I listened to. Yeah, I I moved in 1978 to California, too. I started on KMET in 1983, Uh, so probably after you already left. Uh, Dr. Demento, uh, total legend, syndicated. Uh, I don't know what he's doing these days, but everybody's heard of Dr. Demento. So when I started on KMET in 83, I started as a weekend DJ. And so Dr. Demento was on the weekends. And my shift was Sunday afternoon. And so when I would wrap up the show, I think it was five or six, probably six, Dr. Demento would come on. And he was doing a live yeah. show from KMET. So we got to cross over on the radio. So I got a chance to get to know him a bit. Dang, I wish, I'm sorry I missed you as a rookie back then. That would have been fun. I was so, rocking Rick right. Lewis back then. <laughs> you, that actually was your name? You. Yeah. You should have come. I'm going to lay something on you. And, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right, I'm going to lay something on you, and you're either going to laugh your butt off or you're just going to think I'm weird. So, you ready? Yeah. Big call, Duliaba. Um, yeah, I knew it. You just think I'm weird. That was something Dr. Demento oh, did. Oh, okay. All right. It was something that he threw out there, like a, I don't know what you guys call it, a tag line or whatever. A hook of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, cool, Kyle. Yeah, now you just think I'm weird. No, hey, no, no, no. taking my call. You and got it, man. I, I only listen to you know, the people I love. Logan, Lewis, Lee, and... Your special team players, Robin Hart and your buddy Mike in Hawaii. Mike nice. Evans. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Thank you, Thank Kyle. You, Kyle. You guys make my day every day, so quit taking so much time off. <laughs> All right. Great call up till that point. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, KBT, uh, and there's a lot of L.A. transplants here, and you remember that radio station. And I graduated from college in 81 and got a job at KBT in 83. Wow. And I, so I was very young, inexperienced. They saw something in me and hired me. And I thought, man, this is the pinnacle of my career here. And I got to work with these legends like Dr. Demento, Jim Ladd, Paraquat Kelly, Cynthia Fox. These people, you know, a lot of these people have been mentioned here today on the text line. Fraser Smith, among many, many others. And I just I had to pinch myself every single night when I'd go in. Uh, that I was working in Hollywood. We we were right on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. So you'd pull into the Metro Media Square parking lot, show them your badge, go up and 
park on the like the third or fourth floor of the parking structure. And I remember standing there at night and looking down on Sunset Boulevard and going, damn, you're in Hollywood, man. How did you do this? <laughs> that is so awesome. It's unbelievable. And I'll never forget that feeling and just being in awe of these radio personalities that I was working with. And, and a lot of them took me under their wing. They were like and celebrities back then. They were huge. You know? KMET, the year I started, was the Billboard magazine major market rock station of the year. Wow. So nationally, it was huge. I always used to think of radio personality, personalities growing up as celebrities, right? I used to think yeah. that Steve Kelly was... And he was. The biggest thing. You know, when I lived in the motel, he used to always do remotes next door at the car dealership. And I'd go take a peek. Yeah, of course. And he was a celebrity. And I'm like in elementary school. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, there's the Kim Chicken with Steve Kelly. And <laughs> I always thought Steve Kelly was the Kim Chicken, by the way. Was he or wasn't he? I don't know. Was he? I don't know. I wasn't here then. Because they would always talk about Steve Kelly and then the Kim Chicken. And so I always thought Steve Kelly was the Kim Chicken. Okay. <laughs> you know, one of the other really cool things, and we'll get back to some calls here in text, uh, about working in the L.A. market was when you're on the radio in L.A., you are in the, uh, the hub of the entertainment industry. So you have all of these TV producers, movie producers listening to you. So they would be just call you up and be like, hey, do you want to do this? Yes, they would call you. You didn't even need an agent. They would call the radio station and say, how would you like to host this national show on Westwood One? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I was doing shows on Westwood One and NBC Radio Network and all of these big these big national networks. And I'm not talking a daily show, but... Just like doing interviews. A, yeah, like a special show. They would yeah. do like the, uh, the police at Christmas, you and know? Then, like, and the, it was a Christmas special with the police. And then they would air it on a bunch of different stations. Like hundreds. Yeah. And that would just come to you when you worked in that market. I hosted PM Magazine. Uh, I remember once I got a call from uh, Dick Clark's office. And they said, hey, Dick saw you or heard you somewhere. And uh, he would really like to meet you. And I was blown away by that. Where did he see me? Did he hear me on the radio? And I set up the appointment with uh, Dick Clark Productions, which was in Burbank. I met with his right-hand man. I never met Dick. But I met with his right-hand man, and he said, hey, Dick Clark's a big fan of yours. We want to develop these TV shows around you. And I was blown away by what that. Happened? I was a kid, basically. I was in my, like, my mid-20s. What happened? Uh, we, we, and this is a very typical of what happens in show business. We had a couple of meetings. We exchanged some phone calls. And, then it and they died. said, we're going to develop some shows. And I'm, I'm assuming they were doing that. And then nothing happened. And you're like, wait a minute, what, what happened? Wait, wait, Dick, what about, hey, where's, I, I demand to talk to Dick Clark right now. You're like, I would have been Ryan Seacrest before he was Ryan Seacrest. Put Dick on the phone. So that was one of the great things about working in L.A., and I do miss those opportunities. And I bet you it still happens. You oh, know, all the time. In L.A. and New York. All the time. Yep. Um, here's a texter that says, Dragon Redbeard, give us an update. Um, but do we have an update? Uh, Dragon, uh, I don't know. He keeps getting skinnier. He is getting All I skinnier. do know is he's losing weight like yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. I we, think he can almost do a pull-up. Yeah, almost. And he, I mean, we miss him dearly, but unfortunately he got let go during when a bunch of people here got let About go. About a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yep, has not been brought back. Uh, Bill in the Springs. Hey, you're on KOA. 
Yeah, good morning. Uh, I just started tuning into the program, and I your topic is very interesting. And I had a couple of uh, <clears throat> couple of groups here. Uh, Mark and Brian. Oh yeah, they were they're total legends. Yes. Oh yeah. Did you hear about their lawsuit that they were involved with? No. What happened? Well, they they were running a, a contest uh, to see how much water a person could uh, drink and, and keep in their system. Yep. Okay. And one uh, one woman got, I think, five gallons, and mm. she passed away. Oh, and that was were, Mark and Brian. I thought it was somebody else that that happened to. No, that was Mark and Brian. All right. And then uh, Hudson and Landry down in L.A. Yeah, Mark and Brian, I think, are both retired now. I know at least one of them did a few years ago, and the other one kind of hung on. But I think they're yeah. both out of the business now. Yeah, they, they're uh, Radio Hall of Fame they guys. They were crazy. Yeah, they were great. Well, Hudson and Landry had Who's uh, Thompson? quite a, a reputation, too. So Who's Mark? Is Mark Mark Tom- Thompson. Okay, That's so Mark, Mark and Brian. Thompson announced that he'd be retiring oh. in 2012. So he, he was the first to retire. Yes, and he'd be moving to Charlotte with his wife. It was 2000, oh. August 17, 2012 was his last day. A long time ago. Well, wow. You know, I may be wrong, but I, you know, as far as the Mark and Brian, but uh, you know more about it than I do, but I, I listen to them all the time, so I was uh, assuming. Absolutely. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that happened to them, but that was a stunt that a lot of radio guys did back then. Uh, and then they, yeah. you know, there was some some ramifications for doing that. Uh, and yeah. I, I remember hearing somebody either died or got put in the hospital for that. Yeah. The lady died. Yeah. She passed away. So, all right. Well, that's unfortunate. That's thank you. Thank you, Bill. So there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of things that were done on the radio back then that you, number one, couldn't do today. Number two, that are regrettable. So Mark and Brian went off together. They signed off at the same time. So they, and then They're Brian, both, yeah, and then Brian went on to do a podcast show called The Brian and Jill Show with his new partner. All right. Marcy and Brewfield, hi. Hi. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Okay. There's two uh, Chucks, Chuck St. John and Chuck Leary, that did country in this town for years. Kathy's and the country then, fan. Have you any, heard of them, Kathy? Who is it? Yeah. Chuck Leary. Chuck St. John and Chuck Leary. I've heard of Chuck Leary. Yeah, they were both on, um, oh, 98.5, whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> so you're talking uh, KYGO, so okay. and Kelly Ford. Yeah. And, and then has anybody brought up Hal Baby Moore from the original Gim? Yes, Hal and Charlie have come up on the text line several times, uh, two Denver radio legends. Hal went on, he was on the rock here for several years just recently, and then they shut down after yeah, pandemic one of them moved to so. Phoenix and I think was doing radio down there. Uh, I'm not sure if they still are or not. But yeah, they were big. Oh, and Rick, Rick, one more thing. I call everybody honey. Oh, well, that's nice. Are you from down <laughs> south? No, oh. I'm from, born and raised in Denver. So the last time I called in, I called you honey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't mind being called honey. Believe me, I've been called way worse than that. I appreciate that, Marcy. Okay. All right, honey. See Have you later. Day, okay. Marcy, I remember that. Uh, let's go next to, uh, we have Rick in Cripple Creek. We have a couple of minutes to go here. We'll wrap it up with uh, these last couple of calls. What's up? Or Rod in Cripple Creek. Hi, Rod. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, doing good. Love this show. I listen to you every day. Thank but- you. 
thing that I remember about KOA was graveyard shift at a coal mine in Wyoming listening to Rick Barber at night. Yeah, one of the all-time that, greats here in Denver, no doubt. But he had a guy that lived in Capitol Hill area that was into extraterrestrials. And he would get on and he would talk about these different extraterrestrials all the time. And Rick would just turn him loose on it till he got so far out in orbit <laughs> that Rick would turn him. But he lived in the Capitol Hill area, and uh, he was on all the time. But we lived up in Wyoming, and to say the least, Wyoming radio sucked. So when we would come down to Colorado to see my folks, we'd get about 30 miles north of Cheyenne and get KBPI, where you and Floorwax was on. And I was astounded by the things that you guys would talk about, because we lived pretty sheltered life in Wyoming, <laughs> not here. And the things yeah. that you were coming up about, the gays, the lesbians, and I think you promoted a newspaper out of Boulder called The Onion. I don't think that you was remember? out of Boulder. I think that was in National, and The Onion's still around. Thank you, Rod. And we weren't on KBPI. We were on the, the Fox, by the way. And, yeah, a lot of things that were done in radio back then, all the stunts that we did, you could never do today for many, many reasons. Uh, and it's it, the business has changed so much. But I appreciate the uh, phone call. A um, couple minutes to go. Let me uh, let me get through these next two that have been waiting a while. Ned in Lakewood, hey. Hey, Rick and Kathy. Look, I've been a fan of yours since 1990 when Brill and Floralax was on. And i got to tell you, that show sucked. <laughs> but well, when you got there, Rick... It just took off. You and Wax went out and made a name for yourselves by finding Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You remember That's that? That's right. Yeah, Rudolph got stolen from the display, I think at the Capitol or something like that. And we, yeah, it was down there, and you guys we found it. Yeah, found it, and you made the news. The local news uh, talk, told that story, and that's one of the things that started getting made you guys famous in this town. Absolutely, and those were the kind of stunts that you kind of had to do to cut through the clutter and also as a new show to get on the map, you know, and I remember oh, yeah, that was I, a big I, deal. I, I lived through all the stunts with Beer Man, Boobzilla. Right. And you know who else was on your show then was Rob Johnson. And yep. I, I miss him so much because he was Paul Pole Smoker. Rob was great. He did a lot of characters on the show. I don't know what Rob's doing today. Thank you, Ned. I don't know what he's doing today, but he was one of the great radio character guys in this town. Matthew in Denver. Last call. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey, doing good. Glad to hear it. Serves you right. Thank you. I haven't heard anybody <laughs> I haven't heard anybody talk about Casey Kasem. Oh yeah, that's been brought up a couple times. It's been brought up on the on the text oh, line, but you're right. Casey Kasem, okay. of course, uh, a radio hall of famer. Uh he became yep. nationally syndicated. He started off as a LA DJ. And then became national with the Casey Kasem Top 40 Countdown Show. Yep, that's where I know him from. Right. Yep. Thank you, Matthew. And he's still, they still play that show on the um, on, on the satellite radio station every weekend. They'll do the countdown from that date. Like and Yeah, in the 70s or the 80s. 1973 really or whatever. Cool. I, I like I did that. too. Yeah, it is really cool, especially if you were around in that era. Uh, because all those songs kind of remind you of of that time frame, and then the, just Casey Kasem. How old was Casey when he died? I feel like he was young. Wasn't I feel like he? no, I feel like he got into his late seventies. 
Oh, I think you might be. Let me look real quick. Look real quick uh, as we get ready to sign off here. Yeah, he died at 82. Okay. So, yeah. I just felt like he was so much younger than he was. Everybody, thanks for listening. Man, what a great show today. Once again, Matt McChesney was great guest as well. Dr. Kristen Willemeyer, definitely going to get her back on. All your calls, all your texts, like I said, I don't think we've had a response this big on any topic we've ever done in our over four years here on this show. Thank you for that. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Mandy Connell coming up next. Millennial Grant, Kathy Lee, Rick Lewis, signing off. KOA News Radio.